Welcome to the Learn Perform Mixtape. I'm your host for this podcast, Laura Pasquini. I created this podcast to prepare me and maybe you for the Certified Professional Learning and Performance Exam, the CPLP. These series of podcasts will be my open study notes. Welcome to the learning. In this episode, 2.12, we're going to talk about individual and organizational influences on learning and change. So in instructional design, you can impact some changes within companies and organizations as they make transitions. The questions we're going to answer are, how do learners best acquire knowledge or change their behaviors? And what are the ways training environments, psychological comfort levels, social styles, and learning modes impact individual learning solutions? So what happens when changes are coming? For this small but brief episode, we're going to cover this one learning objective for section 2.12 of the CPLP study guide is identify individual and social factors that influence an adult's motivation to learn and change. So change happens. It could be a decision made top down. It could be in a unit, but it might be a business decision or a transition at work that really has emotional and political effects on the organization and their employees. So talent development professionals really need to know what are the motivating factors and the most critical elements to consider while implementing change related to learning, if that's one of the solutions. As an instructional designer, you'll be part of that change initiative where organizational transition or methods for managing change will come in a company. So you really need to think about and be aware of how any change could create challenges to learning solutions, performance needs, and whatnot. So there might be resistance, turnover, failure to institutionalize any change, and more. So there's an article I picked out that talks a little bit around three instructional design strategies for smart change. So this was written by the Allen Interactions Group. I put a link in the episode show notes here if you want to check it out. But really, instructional design and learning design, if you're going to have it there, is really about creating a behavioral change. So really, you want to ask, how can you make sure, as an instructional designer, your courses, your learning solutions are measurable results that can help the organization transition through this change? So there's three questions you want to ask is, ask the right questions for SMART change, and those S-M-A-R-T goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So you really want to know and understand the learner and the needs analysis of why this group has to change, what is the process for getting there, and what do they want at the end. So how much you can help with the change will determine a lot around that needs analysis and assessments first and understanding their goals and purpose. Second, you really want to engage the right stakeholders. So that would be anyone who's implementing change or is part of that process, whether it's leadership or people who've come in to do consulting and offered suggestions for change. You're going to think about asking them questions around delivery of how this learning is going to happen, who's partnering, those subject matter experts are going to give you input to the content you're creating, who are the influencers. So those are the learning audiences that people trust as a resource, a source of information within your org, and then decision makers, those who are responsible for making any of those practical financial and policy decisions in the organization. The third part for an instructional designer to look at in thinking about being smart in this change is design for performance support. So you want to do things because there's a change and your human-centered approach for this is going to look at avoiding ways that you can impact and reducing any resistance, any turnover and whatnot. So it's really critical to think about planning at all levels, uh, minimizing potential issues and thinking about empowering employees to be 
part of that. And part of that change is to help them make choices, have them accept change and encourage a smooth transition. And so some of the incentives that come with this could be rewards for accepting change or additional support or moving others along in the transition in different ways. So how you want to do this is influencing learning. Um, One key way to do that is the motivation of people's willingness to learn. So two ways to influence willingness to learn is one, energize the learner's motivation to learn. Get them excited. Get them that they want to be there and be part of this learning and part of this change. Two, use whatever motivation they already have. So if there's something that's incentivized within certain organizations or teams, or there's some sort of ways that can enhance their performance is already there, find out what that is and tap into that for this learning transition. Training success happens when the new skills and knowledge are applied on the job, the changes happen, and we see that behavior or performance change, right? So the outcome could be um, getting other learners to give a testimonial or give an example, share the implications of what happened when they gained a skill, and really give future learners that haven't changed yet the what's in it for them, the WIIFM, and the knowledge gap that can help them move along their career trajectory and support this change within the org, industry, and company. So you might be able to introduce employees to informal learning technologies. They mentioned wikis, blogs, any other communities of practice that are set up. And this would be a good way to exchange information or get to know. Other ways to motivate learners could be uh, thinking about authentic context, like giving them real life, real on the job application for the training and learning. You're going to want to make the context appealing. So if it's going to offer some sort of sound, music, suspense, humor, you really want to make it engaging, providing a challenge and adjusting the challenge levels to match the learner needs to their level of readiness. So moving them through and understanding uh, this learning solution is beyond what they can already do. And you want to provide feedback. So thinking about this, um, there's a whole area of expertise, number 10, called change management. And the section that I'm thinking about is the motivation theory, section 10.11, that really taps into this more. What have you done before if you've had to support institutional or individual change with one person that needs to change behavior or a whole company? And how has that learning solution come about? I'd love to hear your experiences and suggestions for how instructional designers can impact change with individuals and the org. Thanks for listening to the Learn Perform Mixtape. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a like and give me a review. If you're studying for the CPLP or you have already, let me know. I'd love to chat and I'd love to get your advice. Comments, questions, thoughts, and love are always welcome. And I have my details in every episode notes. So please reach out. Let's connect.